We do apologize for the sound quality of this episode, as we were having technical difficulties with the mics. Welcome to April. Happy Earth Day and better way to celebrate Earth Day month than having a month that's supposed to be associated with spring weather with impending snow. Yeah. yeah. 420. <laughs> what? Yes, this is also the month of 420, so I hope everybody left out their milk and cookies for Willie Nelson. Listen. <laughs> I come from the same town that uh, Woody Harrelson comes from, so I'm in good company. Oh, there you go. I think I think it's great that you know here we are we're in the month of 420 and right now in Texas Matthew McConaughey's poll numbers are double that of great of uh, Greg Abbott so there you go. I I uh, uh, a McConaughey governorship would be interesting and could not be worse than Abbott so why not? Uh, apparently his campaign slogan is only a true Texan can save Texas so I was just like ouch. <laughs> And then he said, all right, all right, all right, took his shirt off and uh, searched the beach for uh, for a beach glass where lightning hit in a movie with Kate Hudson. Yes. I saw that in a theater, for shit's sake. <laughs> At least you're able to admit it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies in theaters that are questionable. At best, a lot of romantic comedies by myself. What does that say about me? <laughs> Ah, uh, but did you survive? Did you survive Geely in the theater? I didn't see Geely. I did see Honey in the theater. If that helps. Wow, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, well, see, I, I, I saw Reindeer Games in the theater <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, we had a local radio station that when Geely came out. Um, if you actually went to go see Geely and went to their office in San Francisco and presented a ticket stub, they would present you with a refund for the full amount of the ticket and a T-shirt that said, I survived Geely. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone actually took them up on the stunt or not, but <laughs> there you have it. And what's great is all these movies we're talking about have nothing to do with the movie you chose for us this I, they kind of do they kind of do because the, <laughs> they're all movies that we don't want to admit that we saw and yet i think that goes for a lot of the movies we should do g we have to do geely at some point don't oh, we god. like that's a rule it's a law oh god do we yeah oh i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah i think we have to do it at some point 
Oh, I, I just don't know about that. Um, I, I think we have to. I mean, what is it? Could it be worse? Could it? We've seen it. It's not worse than what I, we've already I've watched. Once in my life, and I kind of like to keep it that way. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Fair enough. So tell us about the movie that we're going to be watching this episode. Okay. So the movie that this is my choice. Yeah. And the reason I picked this, I had another movie, and that movie is still with me. It is. I've got a couple movies in my back pocket that could, we could have gone with. But coming off of what we've the the on ramp that we've come, you know, that we've we've entered 2020 on 2021 on, yeah, uh, has been a little rough. Um, at least, yeah. I mean, we watched four. The last last month, we watched four hours of a Justice League movie. <laughs> <laughs> and two hours of something I can't even remember because after it we watched four hours of a Justice League movie. Um, so oh, we watched Jaws 3D prior to that. Right. So it was it was an hour and a half of Jaws 3D followed a week later by four hours of Justice League. Uh, so I thought this month I'm going to give us a softball, nice, easy, um, low budget, not low budget, like in terms of like Ed Wood, low budget. Um, I would put it somewhere between, you know, like it's like it 90s CGI, some practical effects, some fun practical effects um, above kind of what the asylum does, because I this this thing has just a lot of heart. Like okay. it's obvious that it was made from a place of love and joy and they wanted this thing to get made. Um, and so basically we're watching a movie called The Last Lovecraft. Um, it was it was Name something else prior, and for the life of me and all of my research, I cannot find what it was known as prior to this. Okay. But it had a name prior, um, and I'm, I'm wondering if that's not listed on IMDb somewhere. Um, but it is it is just – so when – last episode, I, exp- I explained it as um, fanboys-esque. Okay. So that's essentially what it is. It's it's a capital C low case lowercase a comedy action movie. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a lot more comedy than it is action, much like um, Fanboys was. It's a it's a it's a buddy comedy road trip movie where the impetus of it, without giving too much away, is there's a, a kind of like a college slacker type guy that. Um, you know what it also reminds me of now that I'm thinking about it? Knights of Bad Astem. Do you remember that movie? Okay, yeah, I know that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, um, where there's a you know a guy with a dead-end job, he's a slacker, um, finds out and is given, finds out he's the last living relative of H.P. Lovecraft and is giving this last relic of Cthulhu, and he has to get this thing, like, destroyed Mount Doom style, and the, <laughs> and the cult of Cthulhu is trying to stop him from doing that. So it, it becomes a road trip, to destroy this thing and and he's being harrowed by everything from deep ones to um to you know cultists to all of this and it's just it's just a lot of fun not a lot of people people that you're going to recognize like the director did a few a very few things uh he did bounty killer which was like a, a a direct to to video um Future Foam, which is direct, like a lot of what he's done is shorts. He did a lot in art direction, though. Um, yeah. The director has done 
it, no end of work in art direction. I think probably the director wanted this thing made. <laughs> and <laughs> he had done, he has 30 art department credits at, r- ranging in everything from multiple episodes, 34 episodes of the Mindy Project, 11 episodes of Baller, um, uh, 52 episodes as a graphic designer for The Office. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot under, he did, he did, all of the graphic design for Big Brother, 255 episodes of Big Brother. So he's been in the industry for a long time, and I think he probably just wanted to make a movie. He's seen a ton of people doing their work and wants to make one, and this was his kind of ego passion project and found a couple guys that you know, are, are passable actors to be in it, um, TV actors, mainly working actors, and um, made this movie. And I felt that he probably that hell if Tommy was so and Yui Bowl can do it, then why not I? I will (laughs) tell you right now that it is um, well above and beyond anything that Yui Bowl, and I say that (laughs) I say that as being an ardent and huge fan of Yui Bowl, like huge. Like I don't think Yui Bowl could do wrong, but in terms of non-ironic inter- not ironic non-ironic entertainment value i will i enjoy this movie much more than um basically anything yui bowls ever put out <laughs> okay well hell i mean we're in a universe that has bad ben as a franchise Listen, so anyone can anyone apparently can make a movie yeah if, if if anything comes out of this podcast for me that's a win for me it's introducing you both to Bad Ben. <laughs> <laughs> to the world of Bad Ben, yeah. If there's ever a chance that this guy does it like a like a horror hound convention appearance, we need to figure out like if it's in if it's in if it's, if it's somewhere down south, we need to get together and make that a thing that happens. Oh yeah, we have to interview him on the show. It's like Oh yeah. Like yeah. we are your biggest fans. We think this is great. Can you please tell us about the phone call that happened in your kitchen with the power company? How did that come about? <laughs> God damn it. Um, so you have me in a unique position here because this is a film I've never seen. So again, like with bad Ben, I, you know, I've not seen this before. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. Cause I, I mean, it, you know, Problematic elements aside, I am a fan of Lovecraft, oh, yeah. so uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of a, a comedy around the whole mythos of H.P. Lovecraft there. Yeah, and it's you know again, I wanted to I wanted to throw something at you that wasn't I I, I didn't want I've already got my revenge movie out of the way when we watched Beneath Still Waters, so that's <laughs> done. Bad uh, Ben was the one that I had to get you guys to watch. Like that was that was like if. I, I, I hounded you to get a spot in order to put Bad Ben in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is just a pal. It's a real palate cleanser. Okay. It's a movie that I think more people should should see. Um, just it, it, it's one of those movies that's just it would be fine. It would be a fine movie to have on Shutter in their comedy section. Okay. You know, it, it, it's one of those type of movies where it would be an absolute fine film to, to have on there and just, you know, as, as on a Saturday, spend an hour and a half watching this, which is I've done that multiple times. Um, you don't not a lot of weight. You don't have to think too much about it. Probably probably can pick holes in the plot all over the place. But that's not the point of this one. You know, this isn't this isn't riding the bus with my sister. Thank God. <laughs> um, oh, God, please. 
Yeah, there you sure go. you don't want to watch Geely? We watched Riding a Bus with my sister. <laughs> there you go. That would be the ultimate, like, we hate people double feature, would be Riding My Bus with the Sister, followed by Dot and the Kangaroo. What are the chances that we can get the rights to um, Riding the Bus with my sister and do, like, a virtual thing for Alcon where everybody oh, has to watch God. it? And we lock the doors. <laughs> everybody sealed in. It's like one of those haunted houses you have to sign a waiver for. <laughs> You get to experience an hour and a half of Rosie O'Donnell just going, I died in the toilet! <laughs> just, and that's the more nuanced performance. Yes. Um, no, the, so so it stars a couple of guys. The, the, the two main characters are a guy named Kyle Davis, actors named Kyle Davis, and uh, Devin McGinn. And again, they haven't been in a whole lot, but um, they've been in a lot of TV. They've done a lot of TV work, stuff like... Uh, Stuff like Bones and um, Castle and The Rookie and Las Vegas, things like that. And, you know, one one episodes here and there with some name parts, but nothing, nothing huge and substantial. But that being said, I was really impressed with their performances. They they did a they did a good job with a I'm going to say a a reasonable facsimile of what I imagine this movie would be like with Seth Meyer and uh, with uh, with um Seth Green and Breckenmeyer in it together. You know, it's one of those type of things. Sounds fun. I can't wait. I'm yeah, it's, I think I think you'll enjoy it for for exactly what it is. Sweet. You think we'll enjoy this more than some of the other lovely films you've you've given us over the over the months? Like 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 like, like, like what? Like uh like the Terror of Tiny Town and Riding My Bus with the Sister and Listen. Dot Kangaroo. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it, Chris. God damn it. God damn it, Chris. You know what? Go fuck yourself, James. <laughs> By the way, I want to make this clear. Anytime we were watching, uh, oh, we were, wa- <laughs> we were watching, uh, uh, Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Which we will never do on this show. No. Uh, Never going to do that one on this show. So all, all of you Nicolas Cage uh, lovers, sorry. I can give you 12 Nicolas Cage movies I'd rather do on this show than that one right now <laughs> off the top of my head. And none of them were his blockbuster movies. Um, Bad Lieutenant 2, that is at the top of the list. Um, he, he, he has this affinity for duct tape in this movie. And he's, like, yeah. wrapping himself constantly in duct tape. And there, his first initial wound in the movie, he puts a piece of duct tape on his face. He gets cut on his face and covers it with duct tape. And um, and, and then he goes and drinks his orange energy drink and plays pinball. Yeah, and, and, and I will say this. The one thing I really did enjoy about that movie was his pinball dance. <laughs> I thought that was inspired. That was the only Nicolas Cagey moment in the movie. It really right? I was just like, let it go, Nick. Uh, but Lacey walks into the room uh, while we're while we're watching it. And while I'm watching it, she's like, "Is that a is that a bim dot?" And I'm like, "I can't. I've ruined you." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Doing my podcast with Roy has ruined you as a person." So <laughs> we made you watch the Apple, and you're done. You are done forever. There you go. Imagine Nicolas Cage in the in a remake of the Apple. I would love it probably more than willie's wonderland as as mr bigaloo <laughs> yes yeah i could cast nick cage in any of the movies we watched <laughs> i'm happy with that 
All right, so are we ready to watch The Last Lovecraft? I think so. I'm ready. I, I, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. I really do. Sweet. All right, so we will be right back with our thoughts on The Last Lovecraft, Relic of Cthulhu. The greatest evil ever known. He's ready to return. And the only ones who can stop it. No man shall prevent the second coming of the great old ones. Are these guys. Squirrely squirrel gift baskets, this is Jeff. May I take your order? You're the end of a great bloodline. I was wondering if you wanted to come to my place this weekend. Actually, um, me and Charlie were working on this whole comic book thing. The last living relative of Lovecraft himself. What are we gonna do? I don't know, you're supposed to save the world? Really? I look like a puppet to you, bro? You're the two guys who came to the master's house for help. What, the master of your grandma's guest room? Ow! You're wearing a Cthulhu mask. Yeah. The one you promised not to open without me. You wouldn't dare. Oh, wouldn't I dare? Then why is my hand moving slowly towards your face? I don't know, oh, but you're not daring. It's, it's like a nerd black hole. Put one ball. I'm going on an adventure with my friends. It's an adventure full of glory and danger. Hey, this is my sex face. Please don't say what you always say when my friends come over, that I'm fat and retarded. But that's how you look. Come on! You boys ever been fish raped? It's something you're not likely to forget. That relic is reassembled. All hell is gonna break loose. I do have a weapon stashed not far from here. Give him a real fight. I'm like a ninja eagle. Damn you, you fish worshiping freaks! It's time. We got company. To take. God, second save in the world. A stand. Oh, we're gonna die. The last Lovecraft. Never be your dungeon master again. All right, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. y'all back. Back watching the um, the fish people who are wanting to uh, rape the humans <laughs> and, uh, and and do fish people things, uh, <laughs> which is very Lovecraft. Like yeah. I, I had forgotten about some of these things that happened in this movie, and then the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much what uh, what Lovecraft implies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there there was none that we saw, but there was so much talk about fish rape uh, in, in this movie. <laughs> I do that love is- the fact that their Quint character lives in a uh, a mobile home in the middle of the desert and tells a fish story. Uh, much like Jaws, except that it's in fish rape. It's about fish rape. And that he's um, hoarding a um, half-fish, half-human result of the fish rape in a kiddie pool with (laughs) water that honestly looks like it hasn't been changed in years. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So I just want to start here, because this was my suggestion. What did you think? Like, again, 
78 minutes, not a long movie. Boot fast, yeah. Um, you know, it was very, very. You didn't have. It wasn't going to blow your mind in any direction. That I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, so what did you just think about the movie? I actually had fun with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it had you know levels of silliness to it. The um, the uh, I will say, uh, I, and I, I hate to say this, but I do have to say it. The the lazy eye was a little distracting sometimes, um, especially in high definition on our hero or on yeah, our robot yeah. hero. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was very atypical of the two thousand style movies of these you know, buddy things where you had the reluctant hero who didn't want to. Uh, go into battle but is forced to go into battle i'm glad that they really that they didn't drag that whole aspect of you know he has to go into battle and do this it was like okay here you need to do this and bam they're off right right and Um, uh you know like i said it's it's very harold and kumar go to uh go to cthulhu go to the the mountains of madness yeah it's 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 a product of its time, and I told you that I had forgotten there were some problematic aspects besides just the fish raping jokes. There were some there were some like oh that guy's gay jokes, which yeah. is very atypical of the time, but still problematic. But if you can look at it as a as a as a product of its time, I actually think this movie holds up pretty well, and it's still pretty damn funny. Well, I mean the, the moment when they're at the hotel. And the hotel manager, the creepy hotel manager is wanting to have sex with our hero. And he just gives that really like creeper face. And he's like, this is my sex face. (laughs) You laughed though. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, get the hell out of there. (laughs) Go, go. No, the only one that really struck me was there's a scene where he, it's actually, I think it's when he goes into the hotel, the other two are in the car and he gives them a friendship bracelet. And then the next scene, it cuts to them sitting there. And he's like, we found out such and such is gay. Because he gave him a friendship bracelet. I'm like, that's so 2009. Yeah. That joke is is dead now. But that was like one of the only ones. Uh, who's your favorite character? Um, my favorite character, um, God, I can't remember his name, but the nerd guy, the expert. Oh, God, he's so good. He's so good. The ban- so I wanted more banter between him and his grandmother because and his grandma called her a peanut butter bitch. Yeah, pe- peanut butter whore. Peanut butter peanut whore. That's right. This is what happens when I live with a peanut butter whore. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, the fact that the grandmother said fuck you back to him when they're leaving cracked me up. I was like, I want more banter with this yeah. guy. It was great. And uh, the the parts where he has, and, and, you know, I don't care if we spoil this thing. I want everybody to watch it. it, it none of this is going to spoil anything. Um, the part where he has his arms broken and he's just kind of like he's running around broken. is it, it's great. It's it's great physical comedy. Those scenes where and he, and they keep forgetting that his arms are broken. And he, <laughs> I will have to admit when I first saw him on the screen, my thought was, is that the guy from Tim and Eric? But no, it wasn't him. But right. it kind of looked like him. Well, I forgot that featured for about 30 seconds in this film is one of my favorite actors of all time, which was, uh, oh, God, what's it, what what's his name? Damn, damn, dammity, damn, damn. Um, he played his friend who came over um, and got mad at him for taking the Cthulhu mask oh, out. hilarious, yeah. Um, I don't even think he's listed in this film. Oh, Martin Starr. His name's Martin Starr. Um guy from uh silicon valley yeah. and uh spider-man 
He's in the Spider-Man movies as one of the yeah. teachers. Like, I love – anytime he's on screen, I'll, I'll eat it up. And he just shows up, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot Martin Starr was in this. <laughs> and he's just like, give me the mask, and they fight. Like, well, the, it's, the fight was hilarious. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, 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 then, when, and then when they're training with the, with the pool noodles – which is like I'm Cthulhu. <laughs> like I said, Seth Seth Green Breckenmeyer. That's yeah. that's what they were going for, and they nailed it. Uh, they nailed it more than they didn't, which is kind of surprising. Um, I mean, effect- I, was kind of, I was I was kind of smiling here and there throughout the movie, but the the minute the movie got the first guffaw out of me, and it was and it was at that point laugh fest all the way through. Is when the best when the the coworker best friend is explaining the mythos of Cthulhu and everything, and then he starts talking about how f- factions of Cthulhu picked up in all these different countries. He's like in Africa, in England, parts of Kentucky. When he <laughs> said that, that got a genuine laugh yeah, out yeah. of me. <laughs> I was like, ha! oh okay, I remember this because it is. It's probably been five years since I've watched it, you know, I watched it pretty, it was in rotation, uh, when, when it first came out and mm-hmm. then it, it fell off. Cause, and I don't think it was available very much. And now, you know, it's back on Amazon, but like I hadn't watched it in a while. That was hilarious. Um, the, uh, the scenes where the guy's got his arms broken are hilarious. Um, the scene in the, the scene where he gets so, so spoiler alert, the, the guy that Roy was talking about in the hotel turns out to be all a ruse and he's secretly working for the cult of Cthulhu um, and traps him in the desert. Um, that but scene I thought was sex funny. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he wants to experience fish rape with him even though he's not a fish. So, yeah. <laughs> and the scenes with the, the, the half man, half fish where they kill him by accident by putting him underwater. <laughs> Did you put salt in the water? Well, how am I supposed to know these things? <laughs> Logic. <laughs> uh, the the <laughs> where he feeds him a saltine. <laughs> that was the scene that. So I had forgotten, and I got a real genuine laugh out of the. You want to meet? What was the what was the damn thing's name? Uh, the um the fish man's name. Oh, God, what was his name? Because it was just, like, the most bizarrest name, too. It was just, uh, like, a normal Gary. 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 You want to meet Gary? It's like, you want to meet Gary? And he tells this story about Gary and how he found Gary, and he was going to put Gary down, but he just didn't have the heart, and he grew fond of the, Or he was going to start a freak show with Gary. Yeah. But he just... And then charged the money. And <laughs> casually, in the middle of this kind of really heartfelt... And, and the acting isn't bad. You know, you, you get exactly what you expect in terms of I would put it on par with um, uh, like the, the the guys that do Super Troopers and Slam and Salmon. What was the name of that? Uh, oh, uh, um, Broken Monkey. Yeah, Broken Lizard. <laughs> broken Lizard. That's it. I would put it on par with a Broken Lizard kind of that level of acting. Like it wasn't yeah. bad, but this guy's delivering this kind of heartfelt speech and then reaches to his right and grabs something of fish food and walks over just sprinkles it in Gary's face. Yeah. Just, ugh, ugh. I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. I remember that. That's funny. Like, he's just gaping there. <laughs> and then when they take him out of the water on an accident and he starts drooling, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and they forget. <laughs> While the friend's sitting there with broken arms, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they forget that, uh, 
when they forget that he's he's in the RV and they're throwing dynamite in there. He's like, my arms are broken. What are you still doing in there? My arms are broken. I got dynamite in my crotch. <laughs> I like I said, man. Like this is. I wanted a palate cleanser for us, and we've been we've we've suffered a lot in 2021. Um, I wanted a palate cleanser. This felt like the right movie, and I'm glad I rewatched it. I really, really enjoyed rewatching yeah. it. I think everybody should watch it. It's an hour and 18 minutes of your time. It's a nice little escape. It, 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 I'm disappointed we are never going to get a sequel, though, because they, they ended it with that's, the potential sequel. That's when I knew I had you. I was, I was on the fence on whether you were going to enjoy it or not. And then you wrote me, like, did they ever do the sequel? I'm like, I got him. I got him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have loved to have seen what they've done with the Mountains of Madness. So, but... Oh, and, and I love that, you know, I, I loved that quote-unquote Antarctica actually looked like Utah in the snow. It, it, uh, was, it had to have been. <laughs> it had to have been like Colorado or Utah. They, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't know that Antarctica had that much fauna. Uh, and Flora, you know, I was like, okay. I didn't realize that this film got its international uh, release through After Dark Film Fest, which is really, um, I yeah, I absorbed all of the After Dark movies. I loved them, Desi and Stone, um, whichever one Lena Headley was in. Like those movies, I I watched the the shit out of all of those movies when they first came out, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this was an After Dark movie. So it was released on. Uh, Dark Sky Film Label, so af- After Dark's kind of film label internationally. So good for them. And it's actually the tame. When you think about the other films that are part of that After Dark series, it's definitely the tamest one. <laughs> All those other. It's the films. funniest one for sure. The rest yeah. of them were rough. So. But I, I just, I just enjoyed. You know, it's it, like I said, it just reminds me of a Harold and Kumar movie or Idle Hands or something. That's kind of like the. The, the feeling I get from it. And, you know, it's not, it, it's, it's gory in a way that's not gory. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know what you feel about the effects because we haven't talked about that yet. And, oh. uh, mixed feelings on the effects. Now the makeup effects on, um, on the Lovecraftian characters I thought were great. Yeah. Uh, um, especially the fishmen. I thought, you know, that, that was great. And then the half breed part of the tribe that gets eaten. I thought that was, you know, a pretty good look as well. The, um, the dynamite explosion. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I was like, ah, so there was no budget for that. There was no budget for the, the, the tentacle creature either. So, yeah, there was no budget for the tentacle creature. There was no budget for the dynamite. And, uh, I, I hate saying this, but when it looked like Cthulhu's uh, tomb was going to open, it looked like a cutscene from a 90s CD-ROM game. <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, yeah, the CG work was rough. Let's just say that. But it added to the charm of the film at the it same did. time. It did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could tell that all the money went into the makeup because there was some really good makeup work in the film. I mean, even the subtlety of the gills on Gary um because you know you actually see the gills moving up and down when he's gaping and for air so it's just like well at least you know they put some effort there but right 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 so would you recommend this movie yes yes i would i definitely 
recommend it. Yeah, um, it's it's a fun little check your brain in, have fun for an hour and and twenty minutes. Um, if you're familiar with any of HP's Lovecraft stuff, it'll allow you to laugh at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I had fun with it. So good. I'm glad. Like I said, this isn't gonna. This wasn't meant to hook you the way that Bad Ben was. No, <laughs> Bad Ben's just... on a whole different level. That's just that that was a very huge pleasant surprise it was bad ben. <laughs> i'll never top it i'll never top bad ben i wish i could say i would but i won't um nice yeah i would too i would definitely um suggest everybody watch this film it's like i said it's 78 minutes it's just a lot of fun you'll 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 get out of it you know you'll get a few laughs and it just en- enjoy that time mm-hmm. so are you ready for may's movie yeah let's hear it so we're going to italy for May. Oh, um, the last time we went over there, it was a bad scene. <laughs> well, this time we're going to uh, we're going to Italy in the 80s. Oh God! All right. Um, and we're going to experience the science fiction post-apocalyptic horror film that is 1984's Rats: Nights of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, this uh, uh, this movie is directed um, by uh, Bruno Mattei. Uh, other films he d- directed is Shocking Dark, which is also known as uh, Terminator 2 in Italy. Okay. Um, he's also responsible for Island of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Um, let's see, what are some of the other films that he is known for? He is also known for a, um, let's see here, yeah, Island of the Living Dead, The Tomb, uh, In the Land of the Cannibals, Mondo Cannibal, um, one that we almost did this year, and we probably will at one point because of the notoriousness of it, uh, 1995's Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws. It's on. It's on, which is Shutter. on Amazon Prime. It's on Shutter now too, I think. It's either I on Prime so. or Shutter or yeah. both. I don't know which. Um, he's also the director of Zombie Three, Robo War, okay. uh, If you've never seen this one, Scouts, you have to see this one to believe it's about a, an evil Native American spirit, uh, spirit that gets resurrected in the Nevada desert and, and scalps people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Violence in a Woman's Prison, Caligula and Messalini, Nero and Pompeii, an Orgy of Power, Hell of the Living Dead, also known as Virus. So, yeah, this guy's done some interesting shit. Um, this one uh, it just actually recently got riffed by uh, Riff Tracks, actually. And that's what brought it to my attention. I haven't watched the Riff version of this yet, but I saw the preview clips and the special effect shot of the army of mutated rats descending onto the city to take out our quote-unquote heroes is something that has to be seen to believe. Um, it's precious. Let's just say that. Okay. It's, it's mighty precious. Um, Italian horror fans will also uh, recognize... Uh, that uh, there is a very famous um, Italian horror actress 
in the movie. I'm trying to remember her name right now. One moment. Let me get to find it here real quick. Uh, what's her name? Because she was also in another big Italian horror film, which I will not reveal the name of in a minute because I want to get her name. Hold on here. Any moment now, please open up computer. Don't you love the professionalism of this show? <laughs> uh, well, I can't find her name, but she was also in uh, the movie Demons. She was the one that got her face cut on the mask and all hell broke loose. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, she's in this film also uh, as one of the uh, the big characters, too. Uh, if anybody out there listening knows her name, please help me. Because uh, <laughs> I can't remember her name for the life of me. But, uh, yeah, Rats, Knights of Terror. I, I wanted you to do this one with me so much that I actually physically bought you a copy of this thing. You did. And, and like I was saying to you, I think, offline, for the first time in probably 25 years, I had to pay postage due on that. So thank you for... Uh, <laughs> Making me pay 25 cents and uh, taking me to back to uh, a nostalgic place, Roy. <laughs> you got it. Postage due. Postage due. <laughs> Goretta Goretta. That is her name. Goretta okay. Goretta. Um, that's her name. Uh, and it's funny that it said postage due because I put that stupid thing on the automatic machine and, <laughs> it, and it told me how much to pay and I paid it and mailed it. So. Listen, I'm not mad. You know how long it's been since somebody knocked on my door and said I had postage due? <laughs> I think Reagan was in office. Oh, it's his POD. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I thought it was awesome. I was like, do they even do postage on delivery anymore? They got them old. All the best for this show. That's no right. So do it. So do it. <laughs> I just have weird stuff delivered somewhere in Texas, and Roy picks it up. So I don't know where it's going to a Roy's holding facility, and eventually he's like, "Oh, I got your weird Barbara Streisand uh, sings polka while doing a hula hoop." <laughs> well, all I, I have, all I have to say, Mr. Farmer, is after we do rats, the second half of this year is going to be. Just just strap in. That's uh, all I got to say. Or strap on. <laughs> well, you get to Always. do another Farmer's Choice for the month of November. So start thinking. Oh, I got uh, three chambers right now. It's just going to be a matter of which one I choose. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the second half of this year is going to be interesting. We may have a couple of guest stars also on a couple of our episodes, too, uh, depending on their availability and stuff. So fingers crossed with that. Nice. Um, you already know what July's movie is. So. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, that, so you already knew what May's movie was, and you already know what July's movie is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, get ready. I'm ready, baby. <laughs> Let's go. All right, King. Thank you so much for your time and listening. Again, you can find us on Twitter um, at These Films Exist. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. And, of course, you could always listen to us, if you're not already, on Spotify. And we will see you in the month of May when we present Rats Night of Terror.